Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. And this week on Wealth Made Simple, we're talking about marketing and how you can use marketing to create wealth. Absolutely. How uh, about that for a topic, Kieran? I know. Bizarre. It's all, it's almost like we discussed this on last on week or something. Uh, and it just I came know. to us and thought, why don't we talk about marketing? How could yeah. we miss that out? Imagine promising someone that you're going to talk about it and then actually talking about it. In the following week and doing some research. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm preparing. I mean, I mean careful now, careful. Yeah. <laughs> it's so slick, it comes across as though we know everything about it, eh? Well, I know... Or as I, much as we can cover. I, I, I know a little about marketing. Um, yeah. And ma- marketing's one of those... I think it's an interesting topic when you actually break it down and step away from the surface view of marketing because a lot of uh, you know you you name someone you know have you ever received a marketing email chances are yes lots of them have you you ever received a cold call a marketing phone call uh you know yeah they're irritating they're annoying i wish they would stop somebody should make them illegal blah blah blah. yeah all all the negative negativity that comes along with marketing um and a lot of people put a lot of the marketing ideas hand in hand with scams and what i find interesting is marketing as a as an umbrella is it there is no scam involved it it's it's very simple i've got something you need you've got something i want you know i'm i'm an entrepreneur i'm going to sell you what i've got because you need it and it will benefit you and in return i get some of your money or you want it, want yeah, it, and yeah. you, just, you just don't know yet. And my job is to inform, educate, advise, show you the right way. And and that that's fundamentally all marketing is is information. It's a it's a it's a transfer of information. But it all it's also um, when you get deep into it, it's it's more about human psychology. So. As we've, it's all about human psychology. Yeah. As, as we've discussed many times, you know, mindset. Well, this feeds right into it. Marketing is all about mindset and creating a mindset in others. And, and that's what separates it from, you know, individual mindset into marketing. My mindset is that, you know, growth mindset, you know, wealth mindset, all the rest of it. And... Okay, that's fine for me. I'm I'm within myself. If I want somebody else to have that mindset, I need to market my mindset to make other people see things the way I do. Or to at least share your view. Or at least share my view. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So generally speaking, I think from my point of view, Kieran, for anybody who isn't, and obviously people use the word sales and marketing or the word sales and marketing together in conjunction. Yes. Uh, and marketing, uh, from my point of view, is everything that one does 
from identifying a prospect or a lead all the way up until when somebody sat in front of you. Okay, that's the job of marketing to get them in front of you, physically, virtually, however you want to do it. And then from there on, the sales process takes place up until whether they, when they choose to buy or not buy. So it's getting their attention and then getting them in a place where they are interested in talking to you about possibly buying something. And of course, not everybody's going to do that, but you've just got to work the numbers. Yeah, and in an ideal world, in a perfect world, marketing is just another form of communication. And it's about delivering and exchanging value that satisfies somebody else's needs that you hold and they want. And it's it's a fair and honest exchange. Um, and so there's nothing duplicitous duplicitous teeth back in teeth back in yep getting old now um but that that that's what what it is it's just a passing of knowledge now i mean marketing whether you like it or not is immensely powerful i mean it changes the world it it really really does well you're selling an, an idea aren't you in a roundabout way uh once you get get to understand it and as you know I'm a big fan of diet response. Some people yep. diet marketing, some people diet response because you can quantify it. Yes. And in very simple terms, diet response is when I write to you uh, and then attempt to evoke some kind of a reaction or response from you, I then track and measure that, which we're going to talk about uh, in detail. And I, I can then see which part of my marketing is working, which isn't working, which needs to improve, which I can enhance. Uh, and there's a clear return on investment. Yeah. And I think a lot of people... Uh, who initially don't understand marketing, uh, confuse it and conflate it with brand building. Two right? different things. Yeah, and Same yeah. umbrella, but... Yeah, so f- for me, very simple terms, especially, I mean, I mean, generally speaking, our audience here uh, tends to be uh, kind of small business owners, whatever their business may be, whether it's property, general, something else. Uh, so we'll uh, focus, focus on, on that particular demographic because that's what marketing is about. It's having a clear, clear, uh, clear idea understanding of your, of your demographic. persona, demographic, avatar, who they are. And, you know, having a billboard somewhere, okay, uh, sponsoring a football team, for example, uh, sponsoring a football stadium, as some of the large corporates do, uh, and uh, having other forms of advertising be on TV, radio, wherever, move away from diet response where there's an offer and they have to respond works well for the big companies uh but you think of large soft drink companies uh airlines banks whichever large corporates you you think about they've got to spend a fair few pounds every year okay to get their name out there so people remember it all the time okay Uh whereas yeah, and I mean, some companies have done that exceptionally, exceptionally well. And we'll go through a few a bit later on, yeah. remind me. Whereas well, you and I, Kieran, have a limited budget uh, for the purpose of this conversation here. Uh, let's just take an average small company may have anywhere from, let's say, £1,000 to £50,000. Some have a larger budget because they're based clearly on direct response. So we need to make sure we spend those ad pounds, dollars, very, very sensibly so we get a very clear return. So, so you've got to spend your money to make sure that you get some kind of return. And marketing, very simply, is you're exchanging your pounds, okay, for business going forward. 
So yeah. it's it's business growth more than anything else. And the first conversation I usually have with people is, is it better for you to spend those pounds on marketing to get customers, clients, patients, tenants, call them what you like, versus buying a another company, okay? Yeah. And then bringing that on board with the challenges Their of that existing made, customer yeah, base. Yes, and and gets you market penetration quickly. Which one's better for you? And the answer is going to be different for depend, every single depend. person, depending on what they're looking to do. It depends. It depends. <laughs> as in, yeah, everything. Yeah. Too many shades of grey. Uh, so that's where pretty much marketing starts uh, from my point of view. But if you want to share some examples, and then we'll kind of do a deep dive into some of the diet response stuff and some of the more general marketing ideas. Yeah, I mean, once you've done your you know market research, you target your audience, you understand the behavior, you know, you can create your products and services based around what they want and what they need, rather than just throwing something aimlessly out that, oh, I really wanted to create this, so create it and they will come. Eh, it doesn't always work. Um, you've got to actually put, you know, some understanding. So market research, it. yeah, market research, marketing, set, set, same thing. But I mean, you look at um, when I say, you know, marketing has changed the world and changed the world in which, you know, the way we see it. Yeah. If I said to you, in a little bit of a jingle, holidays are coming. You know exactly what brand and what and what lorry is coming down that road. Yes. You know, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think everyone listening yeah, will to know. Do, to do. You know, will know yeah. that. Prior to that company's existence, Santa Claus was green. And then it became red. Santa Claus is or not... dressed in red, by the way. Sa Santa Claus is not jolly dressed in red. Yeah. Or not just any red. That is Coca-Cola red. Very, oh, that's what you're talking about. All oh, right. Oh, I had something else in my mind. Okay. But that is very specifically Santa Claus is Coca-Cola red. They changed the color of a global figure mm. through marketing. Big, isn't it? Yeah. That's huge. And and every year we have a conversation. I see we as in I see it on social media, people have a conversation about that particular advert and about that yeah. particular van truck lorry call it whatever you like depending on yeah. which part of the world you're from that's christmas a, starts yeah, when that advert you know, starts yeah, people talk about it don't they yeah. uh, and and that's what brand building and real good marketing is to get people to talk about it but you've got to get to a place to, in order to yeah. do that another 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 one just do it yep you know the brand and yep. this is the power of marketing when it's done well when it's done right and What's interesting about both those scenarios... Well, does Michael Jordan just do it? <laughs> oh, I'll stop there. Nah, yeah, maybe. What's interesting about both those scenarios is neither of them are selling a product. Yep. The byproduct is, you know, the company's, uh, you know, brand awareness goes up, people know who they are, people know what they do, you know, all mm -hmm. the rest of it. But neither of those... The holidays are coming. It's the real thing. Oh. Okay. It's information, but it's not selling. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. It's one line. It's not selling anything. It, but it's but you remember it. And it's creating and, and recognizing great 
athletes and sporting personalities. Yeah. That's the inherent uh, idea that they're selling within the physical product and or this, through the physical product. And this is, this is where I'm going to be very careful about going down a rabbit hole here. Um, That'd be your first. Yeah, I know. But all of these adverts and, you know, all of the marketing like that, it's never about the product. It's about the feeling. It's about the aspiration. And that's part of part and parcel of why good marketing brings wealth. Because if you can make someone feel good, you know, they're gonna Built in, yeah. they're gonna come back for more. Absolutely. You you make them hungry, you know, look at you know any fast food advert, KFC, McDonald's, Burger King, Wimpy, you know, Subway, the rest of them. They invoke your hunger. But again, a lot of it is, so this is what we've got. Look at how good this tastes. Imagine eating this. Imagine having this. They're putting the food in your brain. Where's the best place to park a burger van, Kieran? Outside a nightclub. Kicking out time. Yeah. Near hungry people. Yeah. Obviously, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how marketing has to work. Where's the hungry crowd? And, and okay, you generalized it out near hungry people. Mm. I refined that into a much clearer, broader. Yeah, I'm not going to go around hunting for hungry people. I know that when people leave a nightclub at three o'clock in the morning, they're hungry. They're hungry. And a lot of them want water, a lot of them want refreshment. You know, and a lift home. Well, you know, you, yeah. You, yeah, but taxis yeah. go to nightclubs. Yeah. Because they know that's where the customers are. They don't yeah. park next to a field and wait for customers. Unless it's the beer fest in Peterborough. <laughs> Once a year. Once a year. Yeah. But, but you know, you're right. And I think uh, with that, uh, let's talk about small business. Yep. Uh, and then you can share some of the examples that, that you've got about bigger business and, and how they've changed ideas and how people see things. Uh, so... From a small business point of view, I think when people are spending their ad budget, uh, one of the really important things that they ought to pay uh, attention to uh, is the copy. Yes. I think it's incredibly important. I Uh, I think it's the most important thing. Way too many people want to have a go themselves uh, or they want to skimp on that. And I think that's a big mistake uh, by far. I think if... If a company had, say, a thousand pound ad budget, I would rather pay eight hundred pound for superb copy and two hundred pound in ads than pay two hundred pound for eh, copy and eight hundred pound on ads. Because the first way round will get me a much, much, much better return. Yeah, great copy sales, and it's uh, worth making that investment. So I think. People need to pay attention to that, whether they want to learn copywriting themselves. Or copywriting want, is a dark art. Yeah, whether they want to hire. I mean, some people have an interest, don't they? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to uh, lie. I, 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 I'm not as good as I want to be with copy, and I understand that. So, and as much as research and I've looked into it, and I've, I've, I understand the concepts, it's still a dark art to me. It's still, you know, somebody who can create good copy just like that and, you know, it takes experience. It takes knowledge. Oh, it yes, takes yeah, you know, understanding. 
And there's a process they follow. Yeah, there is. Success leaves clues. Yeah. Successful copy leaves written clues. If you look at it, pay attention. That's absolutely. And the more detail that you have, uh, and the better you become, you'll see why uh, that's happening. And there was a guy called Ted Nicholas who uh, and did a lot of work on uh, copywriting. And I'm, I'm, I think I, I heard from him the first time uh, this being said. And he said, once you've written the copy, reviewed it, uh, and then you're doing a second review or a further review, then every single word should fight for its existence and its right to be in that piece of copy. If it doesn't, and it doesn't justify itself, take it out. Fair. That's how ruthless you have to be uh, with the copy. And um, as you know, the English language, and we don't want to go down this rabbit hole either, is very vast. For any one word that you choose, you have an option or anyway, let's say from two words to maybe 30, 40, 50 plus words. Yeah. And every single word will evoke a different type of emotion or feeling. Yeah. So it's choosing the right one in that tone with what you're looking to achieve. Uh, that's going to get you the best response. Yeah. I mean, prime example, and we've discussed this at length a number of times, um, prime, prime example of picking the right words is um the house of mouse yeah you know you 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 go you go anywhere there and it's not they never say welcome back they never say just welcome welcome home Home. that's right you're home this is where you belong this is where your heart is welcome home and they're pretty much right and people it evokes that emotional response and that's that's what a lot of marketing is is evoking an emotional response to get yeah you take um breakdown services imagine being stranded cold on the side of the road don't you want to be able to call on someone that you can rely on to get you out of that situation poles apart welcome home cold and cold and wet on the side of the road but they're for different things yeah, and fear, uh, alongside other emotions, uh, is used a lot in copywriting. Yes. A lot. And, and um, once you know this and then you read copy, you'll pick it up. Yeah. But it's being stranded somewhere in the dark or something else uh, to do with health, family, whatever it is, uh, finances. Uh, and oh. that it, it, it gets people to uh, move. And there's two things that get people to move quicker than anything else. Uh, okay. Hope and fear. In a roundabout way, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Pain and gain. Pain and gain, okay. yeah. And gain gets people to move quicker, pain, than gain. Uh, but gain allows people to continue doing moving. something, okay? Yeah. So, one, one is a spark, one is consi- yeah, yeah. One, so, one is... So, so using different emotions and the seven deadly sins, so to speak, uh, you use those in your copy uh, with the E factors, the emotion factors, and you're onto something. Yeah, and you know when you're when you're looking at your copy and you're looking at stuff, things like that for your own small business, whether it's for you know property for tenants or something like that, always look at it and go, how does that make me feel? Because I promise you now, the second you start asking that question, your entire view of your copy will change. Mm. How does that make me feel? And get the people read it as well. Yeah, kids go yeah. to. You know, want to go to McDonald's because they do a happy meal. 
That meal will make me happy. What I would tell you on, on that point, though, Kieran, is a lot of people say to me, yeah, but by reading that, I wouldn't buy this. And I, okay, service product, whatever. And I tell, but you are not your customer. No. You're not your customer. You're different. Uh, and a lot of people don't get that because they always apply to, but, but, but that wouldn't make me do anything. That's because you, you don't buy your own stuff. Other people do. And you need to be clear on who they are and people clear that avatar mm. persona. This goes right back to your market research right yeah. at the beginning. Who are you yeah. advertising yeah. to? And in, in terms of the uh, avatar, it's been clear on the demographics, okay? age, where they live, the education level, so on and so forth. And then the psychographics about how they think, what they believe, what are their, their values, what are their thoughts, what keeps them up at night, what do they want, where's the pain, where's the gain. So all of this, so you very clearly create a persona, and let's just call it Kieran, so Kieran is that avatar. So when you write that copy, you're writing directly to Kieran. Yeah, and when and you then, do, when Kieran reads it, he'll, he'll, it he'll evoke that emotion once you use uh, the correct process uh, language. Uh, and Kieran will say, mm, "This is written like it was written uniquely, specifically for me." Kaching. Yeah. Done. Well, I mean, slightly off piste now. If, I mean, years ago when, you know, you could, when everybody bought a newspaper regularly, the back of the newspaper, horoscopes. Horoscopes, uh, they're not marketing, but they are marketing. If you ever read one of those horoscopes, they're emotive enough, but vague enough Generally, yeah. to apply to just about everyone. Yeah. But... They understood that they had to evoke an emotion, yeah. Or with 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 this happening and 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 Venus is strong in your aura this month, you're going I have to no have, idea what you're talking about, by the way. Have absolute success at something that you didn't think you were going to try. I only read the sports page and the and the business pages, by the way, yeah. Kieran. And you know, people will read that and go, "Ah, oh, I'm going to try something new." It becomes self fulfilling. Um, but then they attribute it back to, oh, yeah, but my horoscope said this. Did uh, They used some very clever wording. That's what they did. And got you to move. And they got you to move. Yeah. So now we've, we're on the copy and kind of finishing off. And there's, we can do a whole show on copy, by the way, at some point, possibly, depending on where uh, this takes us. But Well, maybe we'll do a webinar on copy if people want it. Yeah, why not? Because yeah, that'd be more interesting. And with that, spend... And then we'll move on to our other parts of marketing and ROI. Is spend a lot of time on your headline, if nothing else. Yes. Yeah. You're, I mean, your headline is the attention grabber. Yeah. And 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 the, and the easy way to do it is read loads of headlines in newspapers. Yeah. And Tabloids, broadsheet, the whole lot. And the other thing to to do is when you're looking at your demographic, your customer, your avatar. And you're not sure where to find them or what to do. Facebook groups, social media groups, you know, YouTube channels, anything like Instagram, TikTok. Anywhere where groups of people reside, you will find your customer, your avatar, yeah. your, your people. Read what they're saying. Read what language they are using. Speak to them. Meet in, them where they are. Speak to them in yeah, their language. Yeah, have to, yeah, language and meet them where they are. Uh, because when you meet them where they are, they think, this is for me. This person gets me. They understand me. They know exactly where I am right now. Then you take them on a journey. And, and then when you're meeting them at a different place, 
they're not there mentally at that time. It's very difficult to bridge that gap. And then you're not going to resonate, you're not going to connect uh, mm. with them. Uh, and you, I, in my view, then you haven't earned the right to grab their attention. Well, I mean, you talk a lot about tax and you do a lot of tax talks and you connect well with a lot of people because you don't. And, you know, I've seen a number of your talks, very <laughs> a large number, mm. <laughs> but you don't speak to people in tax talk. You don't, you know, you don't go into, okay, so... When Section we, 24, Income Tax Act, 1964, whatever. Exa exactly, that, yeah. But you don't regurgitate it in legalese. And so people find it easier to understand and digest because what you're saying. Because people would get bored with that type of presentation. Uh, and that also is a form of marketing, as you know, uh, even though you're giving content and valuable information. Yeah. Uh, but they want to know, how does it benefit me? What's in it for me? You know, that... Uh, uh, Radio station YFM, which everybody wants to connect to. Okay, what's in it for me is, yeah. is incredibly important. Uh, and and the minute you focus on people, uh, you'll get a better response. So be people centric rather yeah. so than product centric. So we were introduced in, in the first half uh, here, Kieran, about, about a bit about marketing. Second half, we're going to detail about uh, the different types of marketing people need to look at in their small business, uh, and also why it's important to track, measure tweak improve in this section of wealth made simple kieran uh following on from the first part where we talked about general kind of marketing and going yeah. into copy we're going to focus more on how people go about marketing and how they track and measure so now we've got a somebody's got a persona avatar so they know who their we've ideal got, we've got a perfect customer customer is uh they've invested some money in writing copy uh, and to sell an end product or let's call it end goal. We call it goal. Yeah. Uh, uh, next step, whatever you want to call it. They've got that. And then now they're thinking, okay, who do I write to? Who is this going out to? Is it going out online or offline? Uh, and sometimes people aren't sure. And my view is do both. Do both. Always okay. do both. If you can. Absolutely. Well, I'd say spread the budget if you can. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be 50-50, but spread it in, in uh, some kind of a proportional way. And I think depending on your product, um, depend depends on which ratio you should do. But in general, and like I said, I am generalizing. I can't speak for every every business here, but I get three, 400 emails a day. I get... Stop subscribing to stuff. Can't help it, can you? I can't help it. <laughs> um, but I get one or two letters a week, a month. Yeah. If that. That's because junk mail is what people call it uh, through the post has reduced over the years. I'm seeing an increase now, by the way. Yeah, I am. Uh, because there's less noise. Less competition. Less noise, Exactly. Uh, whereas you've got loads of emails and you're being drowned, but everybody wants to say, let's send an email. Why? Because it's free. It's free and that and defeats easy. the objective, which we're going to cover or talk about when we talk about ROI. So some of the options that people have, and I'm not going to cover every single one, is you can rent or hire a list. Yeah. Okay? And different people have a different view on that. Okay. I'm not here to share a view, but you can test that. You've then obviously got your online uh, communities on any of the online platforms which take adverts and take your money and uh, you can then test it 
uh, and see what response you get from the, the different platforms. Uh, some will outperform others depending on what you're selling uh, and how good your copy and, and is. Some and how will good your outperform others depending on what time of year it is. Yeah, exactly, that's right. And when, what the offer is. And then, of course, you can build and nurture your own list. Like you said, you get three or four hundred emails per day because you've subscribed to something like a lead magnet or some kind of an offer where someone says, give me your email address and in exchange you can have this, whether it's a webinar, a video, a free report, a guide, how to, okay, some kind of an Excel document in terms of uh, a property appraisal sheet when we talk about property, for example, or something else. There's lots of different free magnets. Uh, and then you give your email and think it's a worthy exchange, my email, for your uh, f- free gift or lead magnet. And this this is uh, at the other end of the spectrum, why I have dump email addresses to get me the free thing, and then I don't log back into that email until I sign up for something else because I want something else for free. And... I never read anything else that comes through it. It's there expressly for the purpose of what I want. We don't want people like you, Kieran, in our world. <laughs> we want people who are going to download it and then read the copy. But if the copy was good enough, one could argue. And, and th- this, through, is, this is where I was... It might hook you. This is where I was going with it. There are a couple in there that, you know, understanding marketing, they have got really good copy. And... They've got really good offers, really well-crafted emails, really well-defined. And those have been transferred to my main email. I don't mind accepting those newsletters, those those offers. Because they give you more valuable information because they in give the process. Me, yeah, because I get more. And what's really important is you have to have a process for your marketing. Yep. So a funnel, which, okay, uh, which is what we're kind of talking about here at the top, top and then uh, trickling down. Uh, but also having a process for next step, next step, because every step should be, I'll use the word selling loosely, okay, moving people on to the next next step or selling them to the next step, next stage. And it's not going to be, I see you, Kieran, uh, or let's say you've gone on uh, a date with somebody, for example, okay, or you're, you're meeting somebody, uh, someone introduced you. After meeting the first time, highly unlikely, uh, you're then going to be talking to them about getting married to them. Once you got to know them a little bit, okay, yeah. uh, then that conversation may take place. Huh? Uh, because, you know, from the first meeting, no one, generally speaking, okay, in this country here talks about marriage. Uh, Unless you're on the TV show Married at First Sight. Well, uh, well, there could be different reasons, by the way. You could be saying, I want to get married, and a another person, whoever they are, says, I want to get married, and then uh, a matchmaker puts you together with that uh, in mind. But for most people in this country, here, yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, 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 this, and that's and, what marketing is. And, and From that first contact all the way up until when they get married. Gone. Yeah. And although I was being facetious about that last point, about, you know, that there are people out there that. There was a purpose to being facetious. And that purpose was whatever marketing you do, there will always be somebody, you know, within the community, within the group that you're marketing to that says, yeah, but I don't like that. And that's okay. Cool. You don't want them. And that would that, that was the point of that is what Shaz was saying, you know, generally, yeah, absolutely right. 100% right. But there is that always that one person that goes, oh, yeah, but what about this exception? Okay, well done. Congratulations, you've had an exception. Moving on, 
because everybody else likes what I'm doing. And understanding that you don't have to please everyone. Hence why you have a conversion rate. And yeah. it ain't going to be 100%. Okay. And if it is, tell me who your copywriter is. And change the offer. Yeah. Yeah, because if you say 100%, then it's... It's too good. Too good. And it's changing, improving. So now we've got, let's call it a list, okay? Yeah. Or a platform. So you're marketing to them. And then you're spending money, okay, whether it's direct mail uh, or it's uh, online. And then once, once you spend that money, you want to see how many people it went to and what that what the response was. So you, you can track that. Yep. And yep. that's most important. Uh, yeah, it really is. And I mean, when you're looking at that, I mean, you when you send an email out via a marketing campaign, um, you can track how many of those were opened. Yeah. Not necessarily who buy. Click-throughs, everything, yeah. But click-throughs, how many were opened, how many were responded to, how many were ignored, how many were opened on the second sending. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. It's sophisticated and detailed. Yeah. Yeah. But it allows you to build up an idea of what's working, what's not working. If you pay attention. Yeah. If I, if I send, I mean, we'll use one of the companies that I whitelisted from my dump emails to my main emails and the purpose behind it was you know i you know subscribe how to grow your beard was it, 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 is that the one that stuck it, it was not and the it one worked that stuck. it did work um no it was um a technology company and i've been following them on socials because i like some of the new stuff they're coming out with what they're you know what they're doing but i'm not really interested in, wasn't really interested in the newsletter you know, I'm brow- you know, I roughly browse through my dumpy emails. Kieran, would you like the opportunity? Okay, now you have my attention. Well, I know I've opened that now. Do I want the opportunity to work with you? Yes, absolutely. And suddenly, they're talking about, you know, and yes, it's a marketing email. I understand it's a marketing email. I know it's a marketing email. But do you want the opportunity to work with us and help test this product, we'll send you one for free. And that, that's the kind of stuff that works for you, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, do you know what? Now you're on the safe sender email list. Yeah. Because you're giving me something of value that I value. The company doesn't necessarily value that. What they value then they is get my that. response. They get that. They get that. And, and this is why uh, in terms of uh, the offer, you've got to make sure it's a remarkable and generally in marketing, they refer to it as an irresistible offer. Yep. Where people just can't say no. Okay. Uh, and there are lots of people within uh, the small business marketing field who will say the initial item, make it a loss leader. No brainer, loss leader. Because with everything that we've talked about oh, in this particular episode, the really important thing to understand, Kieran, is the lifetime value of a client or a yeah. customer or a patient or tenant, call them what you like. Uh, so if I'm spending £500 on average, and again, this is tracking and we'll get to how you get to that £500 number, as you whatever the, the number may be, okay? I then look at like, what's the lifetime value of a client? And, you, and you're going to track this over time and then get to a accurate number or accurate-ish number where you know for every £500 I spend to get a customer, this is how much they're worth. And that number could be... Thousand, fifteen hundred, five grand, ten grand, whatever it may be. Okay, 
uh, in direct proportion. And that's what you're doing. You're spending money now to generate a revenue stream going forward. It's an investment. Yeah. And if you do it morally, ethically well, and you and it's something that a lot of I see it a lot, especially with small companies, is they're very company centric. And the employees are very company centric. And it was Richard Branson who said, sorry, Sir Richard Branson, who said, train your employees so well that they can go anywhere. Treat them so well that they don't want to. The better you treat your employees, the happier they'll be and the better they'll treat your customers. And those customers will become lifelong, loyal customers. That's right. And so many companies miss that because they're so, so blinkered by penny pinching and and keeping costs down and keeping costs up. And I'm not saying go extravagant and start being silly with your money, but I am saying that sometimes you need to look at what it is you're doing, and it's and your employees when they're working for you and when they're talking to customers are marketing your company. They are representing you. Well. It's uh, interesting that you say that because I think what's important is when you're tracking uh, those numbers, uh, it is to kind of track the response rate uh, very, very carefully. Yeah. Uh, and so coming back to the earlier example, you love these rabbit holes, don't you? I do. I think you do it on purpose just to, just to see how far I'm going to entertain you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, you do entertain me on a daily basis. I have to humour you, Kieran. Okay, then that's part of my ethos. Yeah. Uh, and so, you first things gone out with an offer. Let's We're not going to talk about the rabbit hole. Shaz goes down, no? <laughs> <laughs> rabbit holes. <laughs> it's all designed, created like a perfect marketing system. Okay, if there ever is one, and uh, was one, and look at the response. How many people downloaded the report? Okay, now they've done that. What do we do? Do we now send them a chain of emails? Do we want to get their address and send them something through direct mail, some lumpy mail or post, okay, uh, to engage them? Uh, and then then through those email chains, don't be tempted straight away to say, you know, uh, let's sell them something ASAP. Uh, I'd say what you want to be doing is build a relationship, make them part, like I think you, see, you said earlier in the first half, make them part of the family, the tribe, welcome the community. Home. Yeah, welcome home, here we go. And then through that, some of it, obviously, you want to sell stuff as well. And then at each step stage, look at how that's working out uh, and then change, tweak, but be it the offer, uh, be it uh, something else that's going to help you to improve uh, the overall uh, conversion rate. And then once you've got the, con- we'll call it client, when you've got the client, how long are they staying for? And then all the different things you can do, okay, to keep that client there for longer. Linked with that, of course, you've got cross-selling, upselling, other services that you can introduce them to. And now it's opened up a plethora of opportunities where a very small business where you've got 50 customers, for example, or clients, okay, now are making you more money than 200 clients where you you didn't have a well-designed, well-oiled machine to system to give huge value to your client base. Yeah. And and notice how, and this is something that, again, a lot of people gloss over, 
when we're talking about marketing to someone or marketing to people, marketing to, marketing to your avatar, understanding your client, understanding your customer, we're always talking about how we are adding value to them. This isn't about, you know, understanding marketing and making a quick money grab. This is about doing what is best for your client, for your customer, and making sure that they are looked after in a manner that they want to be looked after. There's too much noise today, Kieran, uh, in the marketplace, especially online, uh, where if you try and do something which isn't enhancing, adding value, uh, you're going to spend a lot of money and you're going to waste it. Yeah. Okay? Uh, so you've got to craft as much or spend as much time crafting the offer as you do the ad copy. And, and make it relevant. Yeah. And also, as long as you are looking after your customer, then your customers will, you know, look after you and if if your customers build base builds you know slowly but steadily but you can treat each customer to the highest value of your ability etc 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 then you will do far better long in the long run than getting 10,000 customers tomorrow but you don't get to all of them and you don't get to speak to all you don't know your customer you don't understand what they want and you just throw money at them. Yeah, and you were talking about cost cutting, and but you want to make another point, so yeah. take me down another rabbit hole. Go on. And those ten thousand customers that you know don't feel like they've been valued will talk, and bad news and bad travels press fast. travels almost as fast as the speed of light. I'm sure of it. Good news and some and good press. It travels to maybe time. two people from that one person. Yeah, over the next five years. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Unless unless you uh, cultivate a referral based program to get them to talk about you in a positive way, which yeah. is for another episode. By the way, yes, yes. So it is. you you talked about cost cutting, and yeah. it, it's interesting uh, when things are tight, whether it's cost of living crisis or something else. By the way, uh, and that's an and interesting marketing. I word. know it is absolutely, yeah. and we. Straight away, the one of the first people is, we'll, we'll cut the marketing spend then, shall we? Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would say, you want to say, well, let's even we to cut stuff, okay? Let's see where we can cut and let, how we can double the marketing spend because we know, okay, if you yep. followed what we've said here, and we've kept it pretty light and brief today, we haven't yep. gone into the deep dive, you know how much it costs you to get a customer, okay, or a client, and you know what the lifetime value is, so you should so be thinking, how much of this money can I spend per customer that I get, okay, to get to the end value over a number of years? It's a, it's a pure investment because that's going to help you scale up. And it's just like buying a property. Okay, you've got got the asset, client base. Now you've got cash flow. And at the end, if, if you look to sell your you've business. You've got capital gain. You've got exit value. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's there. If you when when you're looking at it, because you're you're absolutely right. When when these things happen, the first thing that goes is the marketing budget. But if you drill deep down, and you know, I'm going to gloss over this real quick, but you know, I'm going to throw some numbers at pe- uh, you guys now. If if I said to a business owner, small business owner, okay, it costs you fifty pounds to get a client for one time but their average spend is £75. So each client at that point costs you 
uh, makes you £25. Not a great return on investment, but you know, the value proposition is yep. there. Now, if we rework this and it now costs you £500 for that client, but that client becomes a lifetime client and over their lifetime spends £7,500, suddenly you've not made £25. You've changed your entire business. Yeah. And can you afford not to do that if you're now struggling? Yeah, absolutely. And obviously you've got to make sure you can obviously maintain stay that uh, course. Yeah. So some of the important, I think, metrics in that uh, initial conversation is looking at the cost per lead. Okay. Yep. So total spend divided by how many leads we've got, cost per lead, uh, then cost per acquisition or sale, how much money from the time that they've raise their hand and self-identified, I'm interested, this piques my interest from someone like you, I just want the free report, to somebody who may be more interested, at that time we don't know, from there to get them uh, to have a sales conversation and then to convert them to a client. Uh, so that number is important. The average transaction size, especially for the first purchase and uh, subsequent purchases is important. Uh, and then as, as we've said earlier, the lifetime value of that particular client is uh, extremely important because my view has always been current for a long time now, uh, having spent a lot of money on marketing, invested, uh, sometimes felt like wasted by the way, because we testing and trialing, uh, is if you can outspend all your other competitors, okay, on getting customers, you're going to win that race. Yeah. Simple as that, okay? And, that, and, and it's not about how can I spend less, it's costing me three pounds per lead, how can I make it one pound eighty? It's a quality lead, and the lifetime value is, is working for you and the uh, average transaction size is working for you and the conversion rates are working for you and there are a lot of things you can do to change those. Well, I ought to be saying to you, if it's three pounds, well, how about if we make it 350 and add some more bells and whistles to that particular process? I wonder what that does to your conversion. Yeah. Because if it increases your conversion, uh, let's say by 5%, maybe it's worth it. And as you know, with these things, I need a spreadsheet. Spreadsheet, to, yeah. It might not be 5%, it might be 7.5%. I don't know. I'm just uh, uh, sharing an example here. Now let's see what happens. And yeah. test that. And then do that alongside every single step and think, okay, the conversion at each step is, let's say, 4%. And it's never going to be the exact, exact same. Yeah. How do you make 4%? Five, four and a half, five percent, and what does that do to the overall numbers in that funnel? Okay, and what happens to the end number of customers times the lifetime value? Okay, okay, and what number does that get to you in terms of your, your turnover over a particular period? Total game changer and management by numbers, Kieran, is the only way to run a business and the only way I believe to run proper marketing diet response way. I completely agree with you, and I'm just going to add something to that, um, just to, to expand on it, if you will, um, and that is. Go go back to you know a previous episode. You know, listen listen to some of the previous episodes, and I'm talking specifically about the episode where we discussed systemization, yeah, processes and systemization. Because and and the reason why I say that's very important, and you need to go back and re-listen to that alongside this whole thing about marketing, is if you add if that three pound becomes three pound fifty and increases you your your conversion rate by five percent, for example then that's fantastic. But do you have the systems and processes in place to sustain that and to make sure that your customer still has and still gains the right value? Absolutely. And that high level of value. Because the last thing you want is to suddenly have an influx of, you know, 
can your system handle 10% more customers, 5% more customers, 15% more customers, or does it break? At what level does it break down? And you can only, and there's no point rushing it and trying to get to, you know, an extra 20% of customers if you can only handle an extra 10%. So find out where your, your limit is and go to that limit. Make sure that everything's in place. Make sure that everything's built. Track. And then track, measure, trace, improve, measure, tweak, improve, change, tweak, update. change. And that's what... And, and Business the real, by numbers. Absolutely. And and the, 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 the single thing, and then never is a single thing, but the single one idea that transformed the way I see marketing is uh, when I was in, in, in a conference in, uh, at a conference in America, and one of the speakers who then became my mentor said, you're not in the business of selling whatever you're selling. So in my uh, case, accountancy services, you're not in the business of selling accountancy services. You're in the business of marketing accountancy services as a business owner. And that is transformed. Think, well, think about that for a second. Once that clicks, you think, wow, they're, they're, they're right. I'm not yeah. an accountant. I'm marketing accountancy services. I mean, I, you are an accountant. But you know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, <laughs> my team, personnel, uh, people are doing the accountancy work my number one job as a small business owner is to market the service. And that's what I think is missing in a lot of small businesses uh, and why some of them struggle because they don't they see themselves as a technician, practitioner, hands-on, whichever business it may be. And that, that marketing element's always missing because they think that is for really big companies who have a big ad budget and a corporate budget for doing this stuff. No, yeah. it applies right. to you as, 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 as you a cannot small afford. Bi- no. As a small business owner, not well. If you're standing, still, you're going backwards, aren't you? In today's yeah. world, and had yeah. that, that's been the case uh, for a while. So you know, I, we've covered a lot of stuff today uh, in terms of marketing, from copy to talking about a, a bit about the process and, and where to go online, offline, and some of the numbers. And I think that if people listen to this, if they're interested, it's a complete game changer in how to run a business that's a well-oiled machine. Okay. Sales and marketing, because because sales and marketing, and we haven't even looked at price yet, okay, uh, no. and, and and pricing strategies, okay. But that in itself, when you were talking talk about the value, once you get the right margins, you get the margin there to add value into the customer service to keep them longer and to give them more where they won't want to leave. Uh, and that obviously needs more time. Uh, but, but I think we've covered a lot today. Yeah. Uh, and I hope our listener views have found it useful. Uh, until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.